Uh, so yeah, so I changed up the website too. I got like a different one. Um, apparently it's supposed to be a little bit easier to post up onto iTunes. So, uh, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how that okay. goes. Um, but yeah, uh, so episode two going with AFC North, NFC North, uh, probably one of the more, I guess, like, I guess hyped up divisions is it here. Uh, I mean, hyped up, I guess I would say would probably be, uh, what's it called? Uh, freaking AFC North, right? Uh, I mean, we could just start from AFC, right? So AFC, you got your Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Uh, everyone's riding super high, obviously, on the Browns. Uh, Steelers pretty much got gutted with skill positions, but... I mean, anyway, I guess doing with the same thing we did last time, right? Like, what would you say biggest ad, biggest storyline, or like team to watch uh, out of this division? The uh, head on the nail um, with at least bringing up the Browns. Uh, obviously, Odell Beckham has to be the biggest uh, addition to any of the teams that are in this uh, division. Uh, with, yeah, between Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Cincinnati, yeah, you got to say Odell Beckham's by far it's the biggest ad, and then the biggest loss, I guess, up to date now would be would have to be AJ Green with his uh, recent injury. It looks like he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Bengals are. I mean, even with AJ Green, like you have AJ Green, Tyler Effort. I mean, like, that's it. Like, who, who do you have at, at running back? I mean, even uh, what's his name? Um, Dalton. Like, you got, so you have running back, you got Joe Mixon, who's looking to be a fantasy stud. Um, I know he beat me a couple times last year, but he looks to be a workhorse, be down back. That if you can draft him in the first, or I'm sorry, second or third round, you definitely want to do that. And then uh, you got you got Tyler Boyd, who is opposite of AJ Green. He almost got. I mean, he he was kind of pushed into that number one receiver uh, duty once uh, AJ Green got hurt. I believe it was some kind of foot injury last year that sidelined him yeah, for the last yeah, couple weeks. That. Yeah, so I mean, he by by default he was number one receiver, and he kind of matured and grew as the weeks went by. And so <laughs> with AJ being out again for the I don't know if it's going to be the f- first eight weeks, but it looks like at least first four, four to six weeks. Um, he could be a really good uh, pickup in fantasy, fantasy football. But um, yeah, outside, yeah. Dal- you have Dalton, Mixon, Eifert, and Tyler Boyd as of now. Pretty good mesh of players, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, both of those receivers, right? I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, with both Green and, and Boyd, I mean, they're sitting in like the lower top tier, like middle of the pack, right? Like, I mean, just looking at the list uh, from production and things like that, I mean, you got Green sitting around like 18 and you go down a little further and you got Boyd. But then in between that, you got a lot of like boomer bust players. You got like Robbie Anderson, you got D.D. Westbrook, you got Diggs, Calvin Ridley. Like personally, I mean, you even got like Edelman, right? So Personally, like I would probably go for even with AJ Green healthy, I'd probably go for one of those just because I mean you got a bit more of a reliable quarterback, right? Like I think that's the biggest thing between, especially in our half PPR league, 
which we'll get to later because I'm still pissed off about the draft that we had. But in those half point PPR leagues, like I feel like the pairing of QB wide receiver goes a lot more than like picking up like a volume back in like in your normal like standard leagues. PPR fantasy leagues are for losers. It's the cheapest, dumbest way to play fantasy. You could draft a guy like or what is a, whether it's a receiver or running back doesn't matter. I mean, you even look at the Patriots. I know they aren't the a- AFC North, but all Tom Brady does is dink and dunk five yards down the field, and the rest, the running back and quarterback does, or I'm sorry, running back or receiver does the rest of the work. And because you have that quarterback, or I'm sorry, because you have that running back or receiver, you get a half point or a point, whatever your settings are, uh, for that catch. I mean, shoot, it could be a catch for a negative two yards, and you still get a point. That's so dumb. I mean, to be, I mean, look, I've never played full PPR. I've usually only done half PPR. Uh, but I mean, I know isn't our league half PPR or are we just doing standard? No, 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 no PPR. Oh, gotcha. Ours is standard. Well, I mean, either way, yeah. Like Bengals are. I mean, Browns are going to be the talking point of this division anyway. Uh, I mean, hell, Browns are the sexy pick. And most people pick what the Steelers, but you know they're now no more, no more Le'Veon, yeah. no more, uh, no more um, so Antonio it, it, Brown. It, it's funny you say that. I mean, because like yeah, because my my biggest ad and my biggest drop are both Browns and Steelers, like respectively. Uh, obviously, with Browns, you got addition of OBJ, you got Kareem Hunt. I mean, yeah, he's out for six weeks. Uh, but still, I mean, you got like, I mean, that's a pretty decent backup to have to, you know, to Nick Chubb. Um, and then obviously with the Steelers losing arguably two of the best players in their respective divisions. Um, I mean, it's a lot to put on James Conner and Juju, not to say that the talent isn't there, but, uh, I, I think it's a lot. And plus like, I feel like big Ben has always had like one foot kind of out the door. Uh, I know he spoke about retirement last couple seasons, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, I guess the silver lining would be like looking at Vance McDonald. Maybe like his like numbers go up. I mean, he had that like ridiculous run last season where he like stiff armed, the de- just straight and manhandled the defender. Um, but I mean, I, I guess, you know, going back to, you know, your half point PPRs or full point PPR leagues like Vance McDonald could be like a nice, you know, third, fourth rounder. Um, and you could still get like a decent amount of production out of him. But, uh, no, yeah. I mean, we'll see like what happens with, with this. Uh, I mean, obviously everyone's looking to see what Baker can do. Um, I'm actually really excited to see what like Najoku could do stepping up like a solid, like, you know, tight end two or something like that. Um, I mean, when's the last time anyone said, man, I can't wait to see the Browns play. I know. Like, and, and this is the year. And that's what's yeah. happening. I mean, everyone's, they're the talk of the town, you know, Baker and his personality and his gunslinging, you know, yeah. playing ability. And, you know, you got Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham teammates in high school and at LSU now teammates at Cleveland. Uh, and then you got Nick Chubb, who's propelled himself as a stud running back. I mean, they got a solid yeah. core on What's offense. Interesting though is that the Steelers and the Browns are both tied in odds to win. Are both twenty to one to win AFC, like AFC North. 
I would have him at the top two. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, oh, sorry, uh, sorry, hold up, hold up. I'm, 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 I'm an idiot. I mean, yeah. Look, so Vegas has both Browns and Steelers at a seven to five odds to win the AFC North, and then they're both twenty to one um, for uh, for Super Bowl. Obviously, oddly enough, which I mean. Gotcha. Okay. Twenty to one's not like I mean, putting like ten dollars down on that. I mean, it's not like a stupid amount of money to to put down. But twenty to one's. I mean, it's a it's a stretch. Like I mean, you're expecting them to go to the likes of you know, yeah, I mean, Chiefs, uh, Patriots, Colts, Chargers. Like, those are like the top four in that order to on the odds on winning AFC Championship. So. It'll be a tall task to go through either of those four teams. Yeah, I, I don't think either of them are going to make the Super Bowl, but I can definitely see Browns winning their division for the first time and making the playoffs and God knows how long when. It has to be at least 15 years since they made the playoffs without looking it up. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Steelers, you know, much just like uh, – you know, the Patriots, you can almost shoo them in for a division and whether they make it in the playoffs by winning division or getting into the playoffs via wild card. Uh, but yeah, I think it comes down to those two teams. It's going to be, you know, a difference of uh, a tiebreaker or one game difference. And, you know, you have Cincinnati, um, you know, with AJ green out. Um, I just don't see them battling. I mean, they used to, always bank on and all the other two teams too you know Steelers Baltimore and Cincinnati in the past they've always banked on having two guaranteed wins when you played the Browns home and away correct um that's not happening anymore and so you can make an argument you know you look back in the Cincinnati seasons you take away at least one maybe two wins uh from the seasons do they make the playoffs I don't think so or at least a lot of years they don't uh, a lot of times they're just sneaking into uh, the playoffs, and the Ravens. Uh, I don't. I don't like the Ravens. I, I Lamar Jackson reeks of RG three. Yeah. Part two. I mean, not to say injury wise, but, but just overall, the guy just wants wise. to yeah. run. No, I, I, can't throw. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, it's it's interesting because like I was reading some like reports and stuff, and apparently Trace McSorley has been making some noise in like training camp and stuff. Uh, would be interested to see actually one of my friends like he actually has his own podcast with uh, one of his buds as well and they cover uh all kind of maryland sports so obviously they're covering the ravens um but would be interested to see like what he actually thinks but from what i've seen like trace mcsorley has been doing fairly well in camp and in, as a lot of people may think that lamar jackson's a shoe in to start like i would not be surprised if Trace McSorley gets a lot more reps than people would imagine. Start, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't see him uh, overtaking or starting over oh, no. Lamar. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they've invested way too much in him. I think, yeah, they took him f- first round, twenty fifth overall, a couple years ago. So, and they pretty much you know catered their offense now to his ability with the run option, yeah, and sweep. So, but. I mean, I don't know who Lamar's throwing it to. I know they drafted. Um, I mean, they lost uh, the receiver out of Oklahoma. I can't. I was just looking at him. I forget exactly who, but um, uh, Hollywood Brown. Oh, that's his God, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they drafted him, but he's five nine. You know, he's fast, but he's 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 no tall possession receiver. Yeah. I mean, they lost Willie outside Steve of him. Too. Yeah. 
So outside of him, I can't think of any of their receivers, um, you know, again, without looking it up. So I just don't think they have enough firepower. They'll have a great defense like always. Um, you know, I think Cincinnati, they have enough, uh, enough players on offense to keep it close defense, middle, middle of the ground or middle of the league. Um, but I, yeah, I think it will be, uh, this, this division will be really fun to watch going back between Steelers. Steelers are who they are. Who I mean, Juju Smith, uh, J, uh yeah, Juju Smith, uh, Schuster. Um, you have, uh, James Connor and you've got big Ben, um, and then with their, with their stout yeah, defense. I'm, I'm to, sure uh, they'll be able to like still salvage like wins and, and they still have this, the talent, like just, I guess, raw talent to at least be able to stay at top of the division. Um, yeah. and obviously Brown's defense is good too. They've, they've, uh, drafted a lot of young players, yeah. Miles Garrett, uh, just to name I, one. I think my know, only thing would be the secondary, right? Like they lose a, like a player like Julius Peppers, uh, not Julius Peppers. Uh, what's his name? Um, Jaleel. Jaleel Peppers. Yeah. Out of, out of Michigan. Um, yeah. With the trade for, uh, Odell. So, it, like, I guess their secondary is the biggest question mark on their defense right now. But, no, I mean, as an overall team, they seem solid. But, again, it's it's one of those scenarios, which we, I'll probably touch on a little later when we get to the Packers. But it's one of those, look, you got all this hype. You have all the pieces in play. Now it's really time to just show it, right? If the Browns can't win with a roster like this, and no one's expecting a Super Bowl, right? At least make it to playoffs. Like you should not be sneaking in at like a wild card, especially with the division, like the shape of the division right now, uh, and even just the rest of the AFC as it is. Um, I mean, if Vegas is putting you up at a top five team to win the AFC championship, like you got to play like it, right? Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was a Jabril Peppers. Jabril. I'm sorry, Jabril gotcha, Peppers. Gotcha. But yeah, they with with they drafted Baker in the same draft. They d- drafted uh, Denzel Ward, the cornerback out of Ohio State. So and he's he's a really good player um, already. So they got a young defense. If they can come around and take the next step like they uh, from last year, and I just don't know how they're not going to score points. Uh, you, again, when you have a Baker Mayfield gunslinging QB, kind of reminds you of a Drew Brees type of player. Yeah. Nick Chubb, horseback, and uh, you have you know you have David Joku at tight end, Odell Beckham Jr. Need I say more? And then uh, they got Landry, you know, on Jarvis yeah. Landry, others uh, the other side of him. I mean, come on, you, you got to be yeah. Give me a I, break. I mean, you got to be scoring yeah. at least like twenty one points a game, which which actually does bring you know it does make Baker a little bit more favorable in like a fantasy pickup too, right? Like. You know, sure, he's not going to be our, like, QB1, but, I mean, if, let's say, your QB1's hitting the bye and you want to throw in a QB in there, or, I mean, I don't know if you saw the TKP, uh, for those that don't know, that's the key play. It's a hokey blog for all things sports for Virginia Tech Hokies, but someone's playing in a two-QB league, and they were asking about, hey, sh- who should I go and draft first with the first overall pick? So Baker Mayfield may not be a bad, like, second QB and, you know, a nice Robin to play to your Batman, right? Like, I about to say, they better not be taking a quarterback first overall. So what's um, funny is that one of the guys was actually, and that's, a, like, I was going back and forth with the guy. He was saying that he should pick up Mahomes first. It all depends on where you're drafting and, like, how big is it? Are you doing a snake draft yeah, and make from, sure there's no said, auction? It was like a 10-man snake draft, two QB league. 
And and they said six points for I think the reason he said they said six points for throwing touchdowns. Um and yeah, six for Russia. It seemed like a standard like like a standard scoring system, but well, usually, well, usually it's four per uh, passing touchdown for quarterbacks, and then if they rush it in, it's six points. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, but if they're if they're doing six for passing, uh, I can see why you'd value the quarterback that much more. Um, yeah. Than than regular. I mean, leagues. my only thing was like, why not pick up a volume back out of like in. You can obviously you have the third pick overall in our league out of our twelve man league. Like the running back drop off is not is like pretty steep. Like you're not going to be getting a heavy volume back at like my like tenth, you know, anywhere below like an eighth round pick or like a ninth round pick, right? You mean ninth or overall? Yeah, sorry, uh, ninth overall. Yeah, but. At least with the QBs, I think – I mean, if you pick up like a nice – like so what I was saying was pick up back like Kamara or CMC first round. And then when you come around, like you can still get a decent production by pairing, you know, going back to like someone like, I don't know, like a Baker Mayfield and Deshaun Watson or, you know, like a Matt Ryan, you know, Baker Mayfield. And you'll still get like some pretty solid numbers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patty Mahomes is the only quarterback that is on average draft position going in the second or third round for good reasons for what he did yesterday. Absolutely just tore up the league almost. I think he eclipsed 5,000 yards over 40 touchdown passes can, you know, with the run option, he can run the ball. And, you know, of course, rushing touchdowns for quarterbacks in normal leagues are worth more six versus four. So I get it why they're drafting a high based off last year. Can he replicate it now that the league has seen a full year on yeah. him? I don't know. Maybe I expect greatness still, but you know, you draft him after that, you know, you're not seeing QBs go off the board uh, until maybe the fifth or sixth rounds. And those are the, you know, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Cam Newtons of the world, the Deshaun Watsons of the world. So I'd be interested to see where um, Kyler Murray goes off the board because that's just like him. You know, do people wait because he's a rookie, but he's so highly talented or um, or do you stash him as a backup? Yeah, it might be like a late like, you know, like a late rounder maybe like seventh round or something like that, just pick him up and stash him on the bench. Just see like what he's up to. I mean, he is, he's a starting QB, right? Like most of the rookies, like usually you're hundred like percent. You're, you're not picking up a rookie QB just cause not, unless the QB is like a top three pick, you're not starting him. Um, but yeah, no, it would be interesting, but interesting. You said about Aaron Rodgers, um, nice little segue to the NFC North. All right. So we got bears, lions, Packers, Vikings, uh, Bears sitting at the top with fourteen to one odds. Packers, Vikings at twenty to one, and then Lions sitting at a, a nice little hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry, not Super Bowl. AFC. Uh, AFC North. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not 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 North. Just AFC Championship in general. Oh oh yeah oh. yeah. Uh, not AFC. I said uh, NFC. Uh, NFC. NFC. Uh, Bunch of scrubs on this. Yeah. So. I mean, really, like, I, I think biggest ad, I guess biggest ad is more about addition out of subtraction, right? Like, you got nowhere Mike McCarthy in Packers. Uh, so Green Bay, you know, Aaron Rodgers finally has, I think, the perfect environment, I guess, if you want to call it, as to what he wants. Um, 
you know, you just got to show up now, right? I mean, everyone touts Rodgers as like the greatest of all time. It's usually between him and Tom Brady as, you know, who is the GOAT, but. Yep. And this generation, you know, if you're not going to include Peyton Manning, I I would agree. Yeah. Like, because I mean, at least when I started like seriously watching football, like Peyton Manning was more on the latter half of his career, right? I mean, we really didn't see much of like, uh, the Peyton Manning, Marvin Lewis days, the Peyton Manning, like Randy Moss days. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's really like the conversation has always been Brady or Rogers yet. Only one of them being Brady has been showing up year in year out, regardless of what team he has. Right. Um, I mean, Rogers, Rogers, not Brady. No, no, no. Brady's been showing up. Rogers has not. Oh, oh, you're talking about just overall in this, yeah, this yeah, past decade. Correct. So, I mean, with with the current team, the current environment that you have, uh, I mean, you got Devontae Adams back, you got Aaron Jones is back, you got Jamal Williams. I mean, you have all the pieces. It, it's it's really now just, you know, time to like show up or shut up, right? I mean, if personally, I think if the Packers I, I had if, like, I think if, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't put up MVP numbers this year, I, I would drop him out of my top three quarterbacks which because to be quite honest like i would like top three i think would be uh, probably in no particular order you'd have i'd put brady russell wilson and then it's usually a flip-flop between breeze and rogers i just think breeze is a bit more consistent but i can see the argument being made for rogers in the top three i mean top five hands down but then it's like, all right, dude, like you got the perfect environment. The coach that you wanted out is out. Like, what more do you need? Right? You're old. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Packers scoring points as long as they have Rodgers slinging the ball. Um, you know, you mentioned Devontae Adams, absolute stud, top three receiver in the league. Um, and I feel like with Rodgers, you put in any, uh, any receiver that can just catch the ball. Uh, he'll get them open or he'll put the ball right where he needs it. And, you know, they're, they're going to become, you know, a stud, you know, look at Devonte Adams used to be the Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb show and Devonte was just some after afterthought. And, you know, those two Jordy and uh, Cobb gets, uh, get a little older and, you know, here comes Devonte and now he's known or seen as top three, top five uh, receiver in the league. So, I don't really care who's running the ball. I don't really care who's catching. You got you got Rodgers in the in the uh, backfield or back there slinging the ball, and I, you know Vegas has them over under nine wins. Um, I would take. The I would nine. probably take the over. Yeah, I take the over on that. I mean, I can see a push being like a. I, I can't really see a push being a reality, but I actually I could see a push being a reality, but like sure. Uh, I mean, I definitely get your money back. It's it, it's again like it's one of those like. Again, right? You have the weapons, like you have the old line to keep you standing up. I mean, when you got a guy like, I mean, obviously we can't not talk about the Packers and not talk about freaking Bakhtiari and his beer chugging abilities. Dude's a fucking tank. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw on Barstool, but like, so Barstool yeah. put up a thing of which rookie did it better. Personally, I think Baker did better, but it was Baker and Christian Yelich. But obviously, Christian Yelich was chilling with David Bakhtiari. <laughs> so I was like, dude, Christian Yelich is being, is being taught by the goat of beer chugging. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like with an O line like that, I mean, you're going to be standing up. You've got the you've got the backfield and you've got the receivers, right? I mean, you keep on talking about Devontae Adams being a top three receiver. I am at top two. I mean, besides, like, I mean, like, yeah, you could D-hop, argue he's the best, but like outside D Hop, right? Like, who are you taking? Number two. Yeah, it's it's really it's really hard because it's like. You know, when you have such a good quarterback, the receiver looks that much better. You know, he's not making, he's not like jumping out or going, making crazy moves and make one handed catches because it throws off. And, you know, if it's right between the numbers, then, you know, it's hard to judge. But um, he catches everything that's thrown at him. Yeah, between him and D. Hopkins, um, you know, third, probably Odell. Um, Four and number four is what? Probably Julio. I mean, Um, I would probably put it like just stats wise. I would probably do probably top five off the board. You're th- you're looking at D Hop. Obviously, no particular order, like D Hop, Devonte Adams, uh, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and then you can maybe throw in either. Oh yeah, I forgot about Thomas. Like, you, you know, like like a Julio, or you could throw in like a Juju. Oh, you know? so Zotel outside the top um, five. Well, again, I, I would, I can, I can see people making an argument as to why he should be and should not be. Like you can't, you can't argue with me saying that you would rather want Michael Tom, like Odell in the top five, but not. Well, Michael I think Thomas. they both be in the top right? five. I, like, like, I guess like, I can, I can see. You know, if I had to order it, I'd be number one would probably be D Hopkins. Uh, number two is Devontae Adams. Number three, Odell Beckham. Four, Michael Thomas. Five, probably Julio. Um, yeah, AJ Green. Even if he was healthy, I don't think he he cracks the top five. Even though he used to be no, top no. five constantly. See, I would, I would, I would purely swap Odell with Juju. I mean, I like Odell. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think that with the talent that the Browns have, like on the Giants, sure, like Odell was the number, like number two, like number one guy. Like it was either going to Odell or no one, right? Um, now at least you have a little bit more talent. So, uh, I mean, again, like neither here nor there. I, Devontae Adams is a beast. Um, Aaron Rodgers really has no excuse unless like shy of him just being like completely injured. Like he really has no excuse to put up MVP like numbers. Like if he's not a top three QB, like I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like what more, like what more could this guy want? All right. Um, I mean, really, the only, only other contender is like the Bears. Oh yeah, yeah, like, it's the Packers or Bears. Um, Packers, Bears um, are probably the top two. Um, with Vikings probably pu- pushing them as well. Vikings, along with the receivers, they probably had the best combo receivers in, in this division. With with uh, oh, Adam Thielen yeah. and uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh, both were low picks, low round picks, absolute steals for the Vikings. I believe Stefan Diggs was a uh, you know, native out of here, fifth round out of yeah. Maryland. Um, absolutely stole him. Uh, Even in fantasy, they're not like high pick players either. Like Thielen's going like in the yeah, later rounds too, and he's like the first off the board. Yeah, uh, Vikings, I think I've but... seen him in all the stupid mock drafts I've done. I think I've seen him go as high as three, but usually around that four and five rounds. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like he's a solid wide receiver too. Definitely, I think he's overvalued for a flex. Um, so if you're picking up like a receiver for a flex position, like that's a steal. 
He's just a good possession receiver while Diggs is that burner. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I don't know. I mean, obviously you had experience with being a Redskins fan and seeing Kirk Cousins play. The key for Vikings is Dalvin Cook has to stay healthy. I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, he's got to, you know, just be mundane, just middle of the pack, nothing special, but nothing awful because he can just be good enough, get the ball to those two receivers we mentioned. But Dalvin Cook has to stay healthy, give him that running game because Latavius Murray is not there anymore to back him up. Um, but if they can't, if he stays healthy, then they can have a pretty damn good offense and, uh, you know, keep it up there, and their their defense always top of the league, usually top five, top ten at the worst. Um, yeah, so they're actually. I just looked up like they have them at a top five, or they're definitely in the top nine. Which oddly enough, too, like I was looking at, uh, I forgot who put out this report. Um, actually, who was it? It was uh, it was some like beat writer on NFL. But of the top nine defenses that he has, three of them are in the AFC North. Or sorry, NFC North. With Bears obviously leading the pack, and then you have Bears have to be number Bears. one. Yeah, it's from what I read. It's it's a it's a pretty much a uh, coin flip between Bears and Rams, depending on where like what articles that you would read make sense and where. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, we can use that just as a segue to get into the Bears. Bears. Stud defense. I mean, their defense speaks for itself. Yeah, the co- uh, acquiring sacks. Khalil Mack was was an incredible trade. They had to give up yeah. a lot, but there's some players that you just can't put a price tag on. Correct. I mean, we can. We'll probably talk about it once we get to the Oakland Raiders, probably next week, as to what the biggest drop for them or that division was. I, I can definitely see, like, even though the biggest ad for them was AB the biggest drop can also be made for them losing Khalil Mack. I mean, this dude, I mean, just looking at his numbers from last year, 12 and a half sacks led the league in sacks. Yeah. When you have a, when you have a edge pass rusher that can put that kind of pressure on to your, uh, put on to the opposing quarterback, you know, that frees up all your other defensive players, linebackers rushing or D linemen that frees them up. Uh, it makes their job easier or, you know, it's going to help them rush the quarterback or, you know, stop the run games, you know, rush, uh, stop the passing game. Yeah. So it's amazing what one absolute stud player can do for your offense. And like I said, they traded ample amount of first round picks uh, to get them. And it looks like it's paying dividends. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And then obviously, like, just even looking at the rest of their team, right? Uh I mean, you got second year under Matt Nagy, which I think this is the first year that Mr. Bisky actually has a coach for more than one year, right? He played one year at UNC. He played one year under the OC when he first joined the Bears. And then now you got, yes, last year was Matt Nagy, right? Yeah, that's and even correct. Matt Nagy yeah. came out and said, like, it was like trying to learn a new language, right? Now they're actually, like, perfecting it. Um, so, yeah, it should be interesting to see. I mean, everyone's... And on a podcast that I listen to as well, like one of the guys, he's got an absolute boner for Mitch Trubisky. And I think Vegas has him at uh, over under nine wins, I believe it is. Eight and a half or I nine mean, wins, something like the, that. What I saw, the Bears, the Vikings, and the Packers, you know, whether it, you give them a hook at with .5 wins. But for the most part, they're all at nine wins over or under. 
And I can see how that makes sense. It just all depends on, you know, yeah. they're going to beat up on each other. Someone yeah. has to win. Well, here's the thing, right? I can see, like, a Packers-Bears. Like, I would feel more comfortable doing a Packers, Packers over, like, pretty confidently. Vikings, I could – Vikings-Bears, I could go either way, right? Like, personally, I think I'm not as high on Mitch Trubisky as I think most people are. I mean – their defense is great, right? Like, they were third in yeah, sacks same. last year, six TDs. Like, their defense is going to definitely get them the ball, right? But do they really have the offensive power? I mean, yeah, they got David Montgomery. They got Tariq Cohen, who's going to be a workhorse. Um, but, like, they also are playing the toughest schedule. Last year, they had one of the easiest schedules in the league. So, I think that's really going to show. And it'll be interesting to see, like, what – what they do. They have a new defensive coordinator as well. So um, yeah, she, she, she should be interesting to see like what, what the bears actually end up doing. I wouldn't mind putting money on like the under on that. Just to yeah, out, I right? think I would put the under on the Vikings to, you know, I see them as an eight and eight kind of team, at least with, you know, how yeah. good this division is, but with Tr- Trubisky, he, he pretty much has to be what I said about, uh, Kirk Cousins don't you don't have to be great just don't be just don't be gaudy awful just yeah. do your job you know don't try to make a special play get it to the open receiver dink it down to you know Montgomery or Cohen uh, make the smart play you know you're no Michael Vick just do your job and I think they can be a very good team if he does that with having that stud stud defense always setting them up yeah I agree and then kind of just looking at round out right uh, not showing too much love to the Lions. Uh, I mean, because Lions will be poo, yeah, absolute poo. I mean, I, I guess the only kind of thing that maybe like we could see probably they will they'll probably they have. I think they have a very underrated defense coming into this season. Uh, I mean, Mac Patricia gets back both Trey Flowers and Justin Coleman from uh through free agencies and trades so trade away uh golden tate though i'd have no clue i mean other than yeah that, that uh, was two years ago no i thought that was this past year they traded him no because golden tate was on uh golden tate was on eagles last year and then, uh yeah you, you are correct actually so but who who who's their receiver it's that one uh marvin jones jr or marvin yeah, jones and then, and then the third just, or they whatever. got uh they got amandola as well so like a lot of like uh, you know expats on their team i mean yeah amandola was is no like stud receiver or anything right like but that guy is an absolute has-been if that's what they're banking on take I, I think their over under is six i might take under six <laughs> really <laughs> i mean yes. i mean vegas does have at a hundred to one odds right i mean vegas has them sitting with the like buccaneers giants and redskins of the world so i mean like, i mean i don't <laughs> think they're gonna be as bad as the redskins and those teams but i mean you, matthew stafford above average quarterback now but you know they have carry on johnson whoop de doo doesn't really Kenny Galladay you know. <laughs> like yeah, Kenny Galladay good young receiver he might turn into something pretty pretty good I know he had a late late uh or the second half of the season he really turned it on yeah. but I don't you know again they have to play the Bears twice they have to play the Packers twice you know they'll have, they have to play the Vikings twice who they'll probably split with um I don't. I mean, maybe they get the six, seven wins, um, but I mean, definitely like I think a wild card. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit the wild card. 
coming out of the NFC. But See, like, I don't know because I think who doesn't who, between the Bears and Packers, I, who who doesn't win the division will take the wild card. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, looking at the rest of the teams, right? I mean, Cowboys, Vikings, Falcons, Seahawks, 49ers. Like, I mean, like, you I, could have two wild card teams from the same division, yeah, yeah. but there's only two wild cards overall. So, no, someone's yeah. got to make it, and, some, and a lot of teams won't. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. I, I think with the the way the division's set up, I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, lines are probably going to be at the bottom anyway. Like, if I really had to be a betting man, I'd probably do Packers, Bears, Vikings, Lions as the standing. Obviously, with Bears taking the wild card, like one of the wild cards. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I probably Packers uh, rebounding from last year, taking a division. Um, Bears as a close second, if not the same record, but you know maybe the you know uh, Packers hold a tiebreaker in some fashion. Vikings a close third at a kind of like an eight and eight, nine and seven team, um, and then you have the uh, lowly Lions yeah. <laughs> at the bottom. Uh, but yeah, dude, that uh, that pretty much wraps off NFC. And AFC North, right? Nice little episode two in the books. Uh, only got what three more weeks? Two more weeks till the uh, till the season starts. We've got um, obviously fantasy football drafts are going to start coming into full swing. I can't believe I got the fucking tenth pick again, dude. Like, hey, let's give some love to college football. Ten days away, dude. I saw that, man. Oh my god, am I hyped for that? Um, I mean, I'm not. Sure. Uh, actually, it would be interesting to see what how uh, I know I I know the line shifted after the whole uh, Tate Martell ordeal, which obviously for those that haven't heard, um, Tate Martell uh, got benched for the first game uh, after being a transfer from Ohio State, right? Um, because the coaches said he was uh, he didn't know enough of the playbook, and it was. Speculation was, and it's confirmed due to his new uh, Instagram girlfriend, which, yes, she is. If, if you guys look her up, her name is Kiki Paso, and very well, I can see why he's not paying attention to his playbook, but in, I mean. In uh, South Dade, there are a lot of distractions. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, I mean, would be interesting. I mean, obviously, like, that was supposed to be the marquee matchup. I don't know. How yeah, the much. first first big game of the season, you know, primetime ESPN. And as far as we know, that I think is what's his name? Who I think Jerron Jackson or something like that, who won the job. He could get hurt in the first play and Tate Martell plays. And he yeah. So what's star. funny enough, I'm looking at the line right now. Lines haven't changed. They still seven. They're still sitting at seven points. Uh, it was at seven and a half, but a lot of these, yeah, a lot of the line movements. It actually, um, one place actually shifted down to six, but brought it back up to seven. So who knows? Maybe, maybe the backup for Tate Martell is, um, I mean, again, right? Like they said that they're, he's not starting. So that very well doesn't mean that Tate Martell won't play. That just means obviously he's not going to play the first snap. Like he could very well come in at like the second quarter and then just like screw everything up. But, um, I mean, Seems like most of the spread is going to Miami. Uh, I know we spoke about it last time. I don't know much about what Florida's looking like this year, but I mean, 
They should be good. Good defense with Felipe Franks at quarterback, yeah. as mentioned last time, who's back. So I'm just surprised when they when Miami named the freshman quarterback the starter that the uh, Florida didn't become bigger favorites uh, yeah. because of that. You know, no, obviously I, I would have I would have expected the line to move even more. Um, but dude, I'm looking at Florida's schedule though, man. Florida's got a killer of an October like a gauntlet, like going, you got Auburn at LSU at South Carolina and then at home again against Georgia. Like that four game stretch is just brutal. Welcome to the SEC. I know, <laughs> Where our good old Hokies, uh, which I was reading an article, like everyone has us going at least six to one starting our first seven games, which is not far off. Like with the, with the shit schedule that we've got, like, they should, like except for one. they should. They should. What I think that one loss is probably Miami yeah. or Notre Dame. Whoever they play first, uh, it would be it would be Notre Dame first. I think I believe. Yeah, that's at Notre Dame. Notre Dame returns a lot of their on offense and defense. They should be. They're just a better football team. You know, you don't really need to dive deep in. They have better talent, um, better offense, better defensive players. Um, Tech can win. You know, any any given Saturday, any given team can beat any other given other team. But I just don't see it. But hell, if you you start six and one with their schedule, that's a uh, that's great. But then again, if you look at the other teams they play, they should be six and one. Yeah. But their schedule is poopy. It's awful. I agree. Um, but I guess to wrap it up, right uh, next week we'll probably cover the West. Um, probably more of your exciting teams right we're talking about cardinals rams 49ers seahawks we should another right very interesting division you got new quarterback at the helmet cardinals jared goff returns uh russell wilson obviously top three qb and then on the other side you know you got broncos chiefs chargers raiders which i mean aside from the more off-season storylines that happened uh with the raiders i feel like the Chiefs are just going to be a runaway with this. Um, and with uh, fantasy right around the corner, maybe we'll do a, or maybe we can do a mock draft for first round. Yeah, only. We, we can go in and do that. Maybe get a, like a mock draft simulator going up, um, put us out at like different positions and uh, see what we can see what we want to do. But works for me. All right, Eric, appreciate it. I didn't have a beer today. I was uh, I, I drank my beer last night, so and I meant to grab one before, but um, hopefully you were you were drinking something, keeping the uh, keeping the BAC up on this on this lovely podcast. Saving myself till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right, man. Always a pleasure, and remember, drink and listen responsibly. See ya. Smooches. <laughs>